Good afternoon, everybody. Man, we have a lot to talk about today. The National Football League, the World Series, who better to discuss than Sean Salisbury, who is in Houston. And Sean, it's so great to have you on each and every Monday. Before I talk to the NFL, I want to talk to you about the big news that occurred a couple of days ago where you are, and that surrounds Dusty Baker, and he's retiring. What a marvelous career. Where does he go down in the annals of Houston sports history? Well, where he should go down is, in my opinion, as good a manager as they've ever had, and especially in such a short period of time, four years, four ALCSs, two World Series, wins one, and was close and got to within nine innings of getting to another World Series. And, you know, I, I, and considering the COVID, and he took over when they needed somebody in the most desperate of times coming out of the scandal to give a soft landing and still be a great manager where people would respond to. And there's no classier guy in baseball. Everybody loves him. And I, I, I hope that he's remembered here. His legacy is one of phenomenal. My whole show last Friday, Grant was a dusty Baker town hall is what I called it on my morning show. And for four hours, the majority of the callers called in thanking dusty Baker for what he did and what he meant and the impact he made. So the majority of people who understand baseball, you know, not, I'm not talking about the lineup changes that we don't like. People in every city go through that with their manager. I think he's one of the – I actually, since I've been here 10 years, and that's no disrespect to A.J. Hinch, but I think Dusty Baker's been the best manager, especially considering the times and what they went through, and he was the perfect guy for it. And, Grant, I, and so, I, you, know, I, you know, I know how you feel. You know how I feel. I love him. One of my yep. favorite people in sports. Absolutely. And he's also one of the best at dealing with people and managing – and understanding what players need when they need it, and I love it. I'm going to tell you something. When he made that press conference and said, I'm retiring from managing in Houston, mm -hmm. if that door is still slightly open, you know who, Grant, if I'm the San Diego Padres, the Anaheim Angels, or one of the others, if I'm the Padres and they're they not going to fire sale and sell, you know trade Soto and keep Machado and try to put it this way, if you're looking for a guy to come in and take all those egos and mesh egos and mesh them with that talent, no oh boy, Dusty Baker's a guy, and you're right back at a, at a World Series caliber team. To me, I would, without question, call mm -hmm. him and try to convince him not to be full time or I would. Yeah, and get the two year, ten million dollar right. deal. Say, Dusty, come fix this. If they're smart, they should at least inquire because if you're looking for a bridge to to soften that blow, where you got these guys want this and they're all right. He's the perfect guy for it. I love him, and I couldn't be more proud of what he did and one of the best people on the, on, on the planet. And he got that ring, and that mattered, I know, to him, but it mattered to a lot of people in baseball that care about him. Very well said. Let's move to the NFL. You know, it was not that long ago you and I were asking if there were a better team in the NFL than the San Francisco 49ers. They've now lost three straight. I mean, Purdy is turning the ball over. Defensively, they can't get off the field. And I got to tell you, Nick Bosa looks invisible to me. What the hell has happened to this team? I, I, it's shocking to me. It, it really is. And when it says pump the brakes on Brock Purdy, I'm not pumping the brakes on him. He's still a good player. Now, if we're just looking at numbers, if you're going to tell me Prescott's numbers and and Cousins' numbers, guy, and I, that, that made me sick to my stomach, the way Cousins is playing Awful. to get that Achilles. But listen, guys, the, the reason why, put it this way. Did we have the same energy for Brock Purdy after his first few games that we do for Will Levis after his first game? Great point. I don't think so. And you want to know why? Last pick of the draft, not a big, strong, physical guy coming out of the draft. No. And I, hell, congrats to Will Levis. 
But, oh, man, the guy can throw it. He can rip it. And so we're intrigued with this stuff. Pump the brakes, yes, they got to get better. But Purdy, if you're just looking at the numbers, the, the, the numbers are still, he's still, I mean, he had a high percentage completion yesterday. They couldn't stop Burrow and that offense, which we knew of it. That was my Super Bowl, those two teams you saw yesterday. Yeah. And I'm not willing, now, like I said, we're still in the infancy a year and a quarter into his career in Purdy. So it pumped the brakes. My thing was, I thought he was getting better every week. The key is he never turns it over. Yeah. And he's missing a few simple plays, and he has turned it over. So a couple games where he hasn't played. Last week, Brock Purdy played well against the Vikings. They just did. They couldn't stop anybody. And they uh, and, and yesterday against Cincinnati, numbers were fine. But when you throw, what, he threw two picks, I think, Grant, yesterday. Yes, two picks is, and a fumble. Right then, he fumbled one. So it's uncharacteristic for him to do something he hasn't done since he's been there, and that's turned the ball over, which – I thought there was a bigger margin for error with that defense and those weapons, but it's obvious that you're right. Well, Bosa is not getting to the quarterback, and they're not getting off the field. And when you play Burrow no. in that group, it's tough. So I'm not pumping the brakes on Brock Purdy being a really good player but because we have to do this for every guy that's been in this league. I'll pump the brakes, of, of course, because I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame yet, but Brock Purdy is still a really good player. The 49ers got more issues than just Brock Purdy, and it's real evident right now. I'm shocked at the way they play. I'm not shocked Cincinnati beat them, but they haven't looked real efficient for three straight weeks. And Cleveland was the start of it bad because Cle- they, they played poorly against them. Well, I know the head coach that's in your city coaching the Texans, okay, is sorely missed right now in San Francisco no because this it. defense doesn't look anything like the defense that we point. saw last year. It's a hell of a point. And Grant, even though they got beat yesterday, they only gave up 15 points. They couldn't score in the red zone. And That's right. I, I warned people, Grant, on my show, I said, listen, because it was a lot of Astros talk during the week. I said, just for the Texans, I said, 0-6 teams are dangerous for one reason. They're humiliated. Yeah. Two is they're, they, they are grown men that are embarrassed, and nobody likes to be embarrassed because they haven't won a game. And at some point, Bryce Young is going to play decent football, switch the play calling. He was a hit a fourth and two play. And they looked a little, and I said, when you come out of a bye week, you can't wait against 0-6. And if it's the fourth quarter and you allow a team to be within one score late that's not as good as you, you, you one stupid possession and they win the game. And, and it happened yesterday, and the, the Texans did not look like a team that was in the division hunt. Jacksonville extended that, but yeah. their defense was as good. They sacked him six times. And if you want to question Bryce Young's toughness, I've seen that guy get hit more than anybody in the league this year so far starting out, and he keeps getting up. So, no, those can't continue. So, kudos to him for hanging in there and finally getting his first win. And the Texans did not show up offensively. They looked awfully passive as opposed to aggressive. Speaking of passive, that's the way the Kansas City Chiefs looked. I mean, Mahomes turned the ball over. And, you know, that's the reality in the NFL. There's not a big separation, as you well know, between the best team in the NFL and the bottom tier team in the NFL. And when you give a team an extra three or four possessions because you're careless with the football, very often you're going to lose. And we saw that in Denver yesterday. I got to give the Broncos credit. I, I, I thought they were kind of dead in the water, uh, but they played very well and the Chiefs played very poorly. Grant, in the betting world yesterday, I took um, I took Pitts. I mean uh, Jacksonville at Pittsburgh, and I I took the the Bengals to cover the spread, even though I thought the 49ers yeah. would stay close and win. And I took Carolina in, in the game as well. Um, and then you mentioned uh, why am I losing my mind? Who would you, who'd we just say um, the game we just you, you you just brought up? Well, I had I was talking about the Chiefs and the Broncos. Yeah, the Chiefs, the yeah. Chiefs. I took the Broncos as well wow. to be inside that. On the road, set up bad weather, Mahomes going through it. 
And at some point, the clunker was going to kick in, right? Grant yeah. just didn't know when. And speaking of being embarrassed with the way they've done, and they're still a long ways away on offense, but and it wasn't a pat on the back because I missed plenty. Sometimes you get a little lucky on betting. Yeah. It just felt like some of those spreads were misguided yesterday, and Denver was going to hang in eventually. And Kansas City, I still think that they are missing something, Grant, offensively. I do. I know Mahomes could do it. They don't feel as explosive. They feel like they grind more on offense than they've had to. Does that make sense? Yes. It just feels that way. Yep. I honestly don't know who the best team in the end. Maybe Philly, maybe Baltimore, but I know Cincinnati's getting better. We know Buffalo's got ups and downs, Kansas City, Detroit, who we're going to see tonight. It is really the, yep. the, 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 the top 10 teams. The Cowboys can beat Philly right now. That's right. And Philly can beat the Cowboys. I can tell you right now, the Bengals can go beat Buffalo and can handle the Chiefs. Yet early in the season, we look like the Chiefs. I mean, the Bengals couldn't beat you and me. So it is a weird season, and it's not overly Very quality weird. football at times. But if you're physical and your quarterback protects the ball, you'll be in every game. I think what you're trying to say is there is really no great team None. in the NFL. Great. And great. As I said, the difference between the top-tier teams and the not-so-top-tier teams right now is very, very slim. And that's why these power rankings, I don't pay attention to any of this crap. It really doesn't matter who the best team in the NFL is in October or November. I've always thought the key is to be playing well at the end of the season, getting into the postseason, whether you're a divisional winner or a wild card, it doesn't seem to matter anymore, and and having some momentum and more than anything else, having health. Again, you look at the first month of the season. Everyone was raving about San Francisco. Here we are at the end of the second month of the season. They don't look like they can win a game. What did we say about Dallas after they got humiliated in San Francisco? Oh, really, they're not that good. Well, did you watch them play yesterday? Philadelphia has not looked great in many of their games this year. We can name all the top teams, Sean, and they all pretty much have the same narrative. Ah, look pretty good on some Sundays. Don't really look good on other Sundays. That's where we're at right now in the NFL. And remember after that opening game with the Dolphins offense against the Chargers, we're like, what what in the world's up with this team? Look at Buffalo after they dismantled Miami at home. That's exactly right. Miami hammered, goes in there and scores almost 50 against them. And we think, well, that team can score on anybody. Then they get smoked by Buffalo. And you're like, well, what's happening? You feel like physical teams can go in and – knock Miami around a little bit. And then I look at Baltimore and they let Arizona hung around for the, the, the majority right. of the game on a Baltimore team. That's really complete. And then Seattle who's starting to rise up and I'm thinking, oh boy, no Deshaun Watson, PJ Walker kept them within a touchdown. I and mean, they got was, Leonard Williams from the giants. Yeah. What a great pickup that is for them to solidify their defensive line. It's a friggin' monster pick. Yes, it is. It is a monster pickup grant. So that you're exactly right. I mean, I right now don't know if the 10th team's better. Like I said, if the, if you're if you're Jacksonville, why can't we consider you the best team in the Ameri- I mean, in the AFC? That's I mean, exactly you got to be right. one of them. So, and the first two games a little sluggish offensively. They look like they're rolling. So, uh, I can tell you, and it's going to change hands at some point. San Francisco will start to win again, yep. and we'll see. And now the Vikings scrambling around trying to find a quarterback after their guy was MVP numbers. It's a hell of a crazy season, and the Jets just wish their quarterback could be productive because that defense is filthy on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, that team's just not very good. I got to tell you, I I did a rant on this this morning that every fan that attended that game should have gotten a refund. Sean, I've been watching the NFL since 1962, and I'm not not trying to be a wise-ass here. That's truly one of the worst NFL games that I've ever watched. Okay, I mean, it was that bad. And you talk about Thomas DeVito, Tommy DeVito, who came in off the bench in the second quarter for Tyrod Taylor. Now, Sean... 
I hate to rip guys that, that are third string quarterbacks. He had two completions in the game for minus one yard, both on swing passes out of the backfield to Saquon Barkley, two completions for minus one yard. Sean, there were 15 punts in the first half of that game. Digest that for a minute. 15 punts in the first half of that game. You know, you think, and, I, and I, trust me, I, I understand how hard it is to win in the league. You do too, Grant, in any sport. Winning's hard. Sustaining, sustaining it's semi-brutal. Yeah. Um, but as a pro who's getting paid, and you mentioned third stringers, I, I personally, I know you don't get the reps, but you got to do extra lonely work to get it. I can't go into a game wondering if my third guy who played major, what, he was at Syracuse and transferred to yeah. Illinois, and I, I remember, Grant, I, I trained a guy at Syracuse. I was in the field house a handful of times, and Tommy was there throwing with us, and he could rip it. But you get into the NFL, it's a different egg. And I'm like, are you afraid? Do you have not given him reps? Are you really going into this with a professional football player? Can, <laughs> can you imagine the feeling as a third stringer? They say, well, we're not going to pass for a while. And when we do, it's going to be a, we're going to throw a swing route because we aren't putting you anyway. You get paid to, to show up and help your team win. And unfortunately, that offense – if you didn't like, if you love offense, don't watch that. If you want to throw up in your mouth, that's the offense to watch. And I imagine those coaches watch tape thinking, you've got to be shitting me that I'm watching yep. this. You really do. And and it's it's inexcusable on both sides. They got to get yep. better. But the Jets came up at some point in time, that win may end up being big for them because their defense has got to be frustrated. All right. So we talk about quarterbacks and how we think that they are going to be. At the beginning of the season, it was Caleb Williams who's going to be the number one pick in the draft. And USC's defense is putrid. We get that. How do you assess the quarterback play this season at USC? Um, I think what we do, Grant, we get caught up in because the defense is so bad and they are so bad. Horrible. And at some point in time, Lincoln Riley's got to start to take some accountability for this because he employs the guys. They get five-star recruits. I'm just sitting here thinking, how? How can you do this everywhere you go? Is it on the practice field? You're so you say no big deal. Caleb will just bail us out, and then then, then you then you put pressure. It's kind of twofold for me, Grant. I, I don't feel as confident right now with Caleb as I did last year at this time, but I still know I still think he's going to be the first pick of the draft. And yes, he will. I'm not sure that Lincoln Riley isn't going to be at least considering what goes on as they move to the Big Ten. Because if you're not physical in the Big Ten, you're getting your ass kicked next year. I'm oh, just boy. telling you. Oh it's like playing Utah every friggin' week at the line of scrimmage is what it's like. Not saying there's not good linemen, but, you know, spreading it out and doing all that. I love Caleb Williams. I think he's a, he's a monster. But what happens is because their defense is so bad, in truth, Grant, now I want you to remove him from that team, and then you tell me how good USC is. They're a bottom. They're, the, Arizona would be better. Cal proved that they had, they had him on the ropes. Oh if they didn't kick for the extra point and played longer, they, they may have won the damn game. So he's, he's dressed in a phone booth, so – I think it's good. The Pac-12 quarterbacking's been good. Penix has backed off a little bit. He had good numbers, but he's he, he's not playing as well as he was. Bo Nix is a good player. We know that. They've got players. The problem is that defense for a couple of those teams is so friggin' awful, and in particular oh. USC, they're not done losing, man, because their defense will not allow them Grant to do it. And if they don't, and if you want to see what defense looks like, wait till UCLA comes a knocking on the Trojans' door. Oh boy! And 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 starts knocking you around. It's like oh hell. And Chip loves this stuff. So uh, I, I think the quarterback's played pretty damn well. He's not going to win the Heisman, but he probably still will be the first pick because he's such a special talent. But you can't you can't score 50 a week or 45 a week, Grant, and still have to make a last-second score to win a game. 
that's just too much to ask your quarterback to do. And Lincoln does it every week. It's way too much. Give me uh, the latest on pro sports fans and how the app's going. Awesome. It's pretty cool with from peer-to-peer betting. The next stage is the, 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 the gambling part of it. But, Grant, it's so nice when you turn that app on on Sunday. And every single NFL game is covered. Then you tune in the NBA and we got those guys, you know, Sacramento Kings with you and Ryan covering it. It's I take a lot of pride in it because when you build something for the ground up, it's like and look how good this talent is and look how opinionated they are. Fans are starting to roll. And now grant companies from the outside are contacting us, which, you know, when you're when you're building, you still got to go chase. Right. Hell, you're doing elbow grease and and (laughs) and sweat equity and you'll continue to do that to build a good company. So I take pride in it. And it's a grind, but I am so proud of watching all our talent do this and seeing the fans start to say, well, wait a minute, what is this? So it's it, we're taking it to a different level and to give fans a seat at the table and to have fan empowerment on this app means a lot to me. It's been going well. Thank you. You're awesome. Uh, have a great week, my friend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, folks. It's a free app. Go to Pro Sports Fans. It's PSF on your in the App Store. Go get it and see why. Yeah. We believe this is the best fan-friendly app in in the country and fan engagement app. Thanks, Grant. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good one. You too. That's Sean Salisbury. Good stuff each and every Monday. And I want to tell you that uh, New Works Plumbing is always there for you 24-7 for your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. That's New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. I wish they had a fix for De'Aaron Fox's ankle, Mm. a a moderate ankle sprain, Rhino. He will not play Wednesday, and I don't know when he's going to be back on the floor, but he's the one player the Kings just cannot afford to lose, and they're going to have some issues waiting until he returns. Well, it's going to change what they do on, excuse me, Grant, change what they do on the offensive end of things. I mean, De'Aaron is the stir that draws or straws or. Excuse me. The straw that yeah. stirs the drink. Thank you. I had a little something going there. Um, but yeah, De'Aaron, he, it starts with him. And uh, it's Grant, it's an injury that he's going to have to, and in my opinion, the Kings are going to have to be conservative with. And in this stretch of basketball coming up, I oh think boy. it's doable for the Kings. I mean, there are some games that are going to be difficult, but there's also ones that they should win even without Fox if they bring their A game. Yeah, Wednesday's not one of them. No, no, no. They uh, that's a game that you just wish De'Aaron was going to be in there for, especially the way that the Warriors came into Golden One Center. But everybody else will have to step up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk about uh, the Lakers game. I thought the Kings, you know, let it slip away at the end and then rebounded in overtime. The Lakers ended regulation on a 9-2 run. And then the Kings, despite, you know, the, the ankle with Fox in overtime, no Sabonis who had fouled that with three minutes left in regulation. They found a way to win that game. That's a big win. Uh, you do not want any type of a slide early in a season against teams that you know are going to be in your neighborhood come playoff time. Yeah, it's a huge win. And some of the things that were the topics of conversation coming in, like Kevin Herter, you know, what's he going to do? We got some answers for a game, and now it's something to build on. So, you know what? It's a good win for them to get their feet wet at home. But now it's time to build on that win because this is not going to be a season where we celebrate after a big win. You got to move on to the next one. You got to have that one game at a time mentality. All right. It's going to be very interesting to see how Mike Brown works the point guard rotation. 
And will Davion Mitchell be able to not only defend, but add some offense, especially against the Warriors? You're just not going to beat the Warriors with a point guard that doesn't score. I don't care what else is happening on the floor. That that You are not beating the Golden State Warriors if your point guard does not have some offensive production. Yeah, Grant, I've been trying to wrap my mind around this and what Mike Brown's going to do. And Davion Mitchell is the obvious guy to step in for De'Aaron Fox. But, you know, you already take the offense away from De'Aaron. You bring in Davion, not much offense there. You have a Kevin Herter who has struggled. He had a good game last night, but you don't know if he's going to show up again. And then the inconsistency with Barnes, with Keegan Murray. I mean, those mm-hmm. are the guys that are going to have to step in. So it's going to be an interesting puzzle that Mike Brown's going to have to find the right piece to finish. Hey, folks, uh, don't forget about Bennett's three locations, including their newest one at Bennett's Westside Grill in Rockland. Go to the Blue Oaks Town Center and you will love it. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Check out the menu. Make a reservation. Uh, they have happy hour specials, their weekend brunch, their weekend prime ribs, 60 different types of wine available by the glass. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Sacramento and Golden State coming up for you. Uh, pre, half, and post-game shows right here on If You Don't Like That. I want to get to football real quickly. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, you just picked up one heck of a defensive lineman from the New York Giants for a couple of draft picks on Leonard Williams. He's the real freaking deal. He just made your defense a lot better. And guess what? I know they haven't played the same total of games, but the Seahawks right now are in first place in the NFC West. Yeah, don't look now. I mean, that's when Seattle starts to struggle. But Leonard Williams, talk about a huge pickup in Seattle. Huge. when tradi- yeah, Traditionally, when Seattle has been good, Grant, what has bolstered that team? The defense, the speed, the defensive line. So I have all the faith in the world he will integrate very well with that system that Pete Carroll runs up there. And it's time for the Seahawks to really kick it into next year. They've got the two games coming up with the Niners in uh, three weeks, not too far down the future. And, uh, you know, Geno Smith continues to play well. But I do have to be a little critical of the Seahawks because just like the Kings, the Seahawks are not finishing. There's been two or three games – specifically this last weekend that should have been a couple touchdown games, but they just don't slam the door shut. Yeah. Um, the one thing about Pete Carroll's teams, they're relevant. Uh, they don't go through prolonged bad stretches for the most part. I've yeah. always respected how they bounce back from losses. I respect how they play on the road, particularly in the Eastern time zone. Uh, they're, there's a lot to like, though, about the Seahawks. You know, the, they're they're a very, very tough out. All right, game tonight, Raiders-Lions. Lions are coming off that horrible loss they've had time to think about. I, I'd be surprised if the Lions don't beat the Raiders tonight. Uh, if I was the Raiders, I don't know that I'd even get off the bus. Detroit has been absolutely starving for some primetime spotlight. They are over the moon about this football team. That building's going to be rocking, and I just don't think the Raiders have really any chance if a mediocre version of the Lions show up tonight. Yeah, we, we did to get this one. The Seahawks will have a tough one in Baltimore. Baltimore may be the yeah. best team in the AFC. You're exactly right, you know? Well, you know, don't discount Cincinnati. We talk about the NFC. I know. know. We talk about the NFC West. They just ran through the entire NFC West. That's right. So, um, you know, with with Baltimore, it's always going to be one of those Jim Harbaugh tough-nosed teams. Is that Pete Carroll? Yeah. um, I don't know why he's calling me right now. Sorry about that, Pete. Tell Napier he's damn right. We are damn good. 
yeah, I will do that. I will do that. It's hard to hear him though. He's always chewing so much gum. Here. Yeah, I know. But yeah. all right. So the Seahawks, uh, we get a call to Rhino from Pete Carroll in the middle yes. of the show. That's big time. You know, we're, we we don't mess around. Nice shirt, by no. the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who this model is. I, I, yeah. Good looking guy. Oh, well, let's not get carried away. We will have some new merch coming out <laughs> uh, in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to announce that uh, on the shop. You can go to uh, grantnapier.com or if you don't like that, uh, .com if you ever want to check out my website. But again, we will be having uh, some merch available here in a couple of weeks. And again, if you go to uh, if you don't like that.com, you can check out my uh, website. I also want to tell you about uh, calusasunrise.com. All right. This is a uh, project by Blavona, uh, Blazona Development. Blazona Development uh, has this going on right now in Calusa, Sunrise Landing. And when I say it's going on, this uh, is going to be several phases. Uh, the first phase is already sold out. And you need to go to the website, again, calusasunrise.com. Again, this project by uh, Blazona Development. And you can check out one of their many models. No homeowners, no Melaroos. This is a beautiful community in Calusa. So go to uh, calusasunrise.com and check out Sunrise Landing, again, by Blazona Development. And uh, you will see some beautiful, beautiful homes available to you in Calusa. All right. Some final thoughts, sir. Uh, you know what? I, I think that the Kings, like you said on the post game show last night, would you take two and one to start the season? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've talked about De'Aaron and what they'd look like without him. They're going to get a taste of it. And yeah. um, I prefer this to happen earlier in the season rather than later. And let's hope that there's no lingering effects long-term for De'Aaron. He's the one guy, you know, I know last year Jerry thought it was Sabonis, but I think with the way uh, with the way Fox came on and what we saw in the postseason, clearly De'Aaron Fox is the one guy you just can't live without. I mean, I, if he's – I just – I don't like it right now. I know you went over the schedule a little bit. And again, we it's difficult to look at the schedule too far down the road because the one thing I will say about De'Aaron when I was around him every day, this guy's tough as nails, okay, and he will be on the floor when he can be on the floor. He's not a guy that's going to milk this, all right? And I know that there's the medical staff and everyone else that's involved. De'Aaron Fox is going to do everything in his power to get on the floor as soon as he can. And if he's not 100%, but he feels like he's not going to re-injure the ankle, he's going to be out on the floor at some point in time. And I will tell you, in all likelihood, it will be sooner rather than later. And that's great news for the Kings. I mean, to have a player like that with that mindset, that, that's priceless. And it's worth noting that De'Aaron's dealt with right ankle injuries in the yep. past in college. Yep. So it's yes, something he that he's very familiar with, and he knows his body very well when it comes to that. All right, buddy. You have a good Monday. Enjoy the games, both the World Series and the NFL. Thanks, Napes. All right, good stuff from uh, Rhino. And don't forget, on Wednesday, right here, pregame, halftime, postgame, uh, the Kings – and the Golden State Warriors. But the latest on De'Aaron Fox is a moderate ankle sprain, and that is not good news for the Sacramento Kings. Great to have you here with uh, Sean Salisbury, yours truly, and Rhino in Sacktown. Make it a good rest of your Monday, everybody. Thanks very much.